0: It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast-to-coast, interviewing college students, student-athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter, and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. And we roll on with a uh, a businessman, a technical advisor. He's.
1: been part of the success of Exact Target and Salesforce. He's uh, the executive chairman of Fusic Media right now, and I want to talk to Scott McCorkle now about foundation work and charity work, and how important that is to corporate America. Scott, thanks for joining yeah,
2: me. Yeah, Adam, thanks for having me. Uh,
1: you have an extensive background in business and tech. Um, how important is is that notion of foundation work and having your employees get involved with the community?
2: Yeah, Adam, it's it's very important for, for several reasons. Um, f- first, I think businesses provide a platform to make the world better and to look at things that would uh, address education, poverty, hunger. I, I think just b- businesses need to think beyond themselves and just the uh, their own profit, Uh, Margin to look at the communities that they operate and ask themselves how can they make those communities better. I think uh, employees uh, have come to expect that uh, from businesses as well. At least those enlightened employees that are the knowledge workers we all want to hire look to more than just what the company does that they work for. They're looking for that company to represent a cause that they can connect to. So I, I think it's uh, it's in the best interest of the company to to be f- of a philanthropic mindset, but it's just the right thing to do. Uh,
1: you just touched on something. We do a lot of work with college kids, and uh, you know, generationally, I don't really recall uh, when I was getting out of college having um, service work and community service and foundation charity giving back at the at the forefront of my frontal lobe. It was all about just you got to go get a job, and. You know, even my kids, um, one's in college, one's in high school, they're, they're always thinking about how to get involved with their school or how to make this planet better. And I think it's a millennial generational thing where these kids are getting out of college now, and they want to go work for a company that has some sort of uh, uh, goal to help make this place better than just make a profit.
2: That That is absolutely uh, right. I, I couldn't agree more. And so businesses, if you want to attract and hire and retain – uh, uh, you, you know, this, this younger coming out of college, incredible, should I should add incredibly bright and just, I've just so impressed with the, 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 folks we've been hiring who are just coming out of school these days. I don't think my company would have hired me today. Right? I mean, it, <laughs> right. it's just, it's really <laughs> incredible. I, I've never felt uh, better about the future just given how bright these, these kids are, um, but loyalty to a company is not enough. It, it is very different than when you and I started working for whoever we worked for out of school. Uh, you know, we need to create a, a platform for businesses to be bigger than themselves, to represent more than themselves, and make communities better. And uh, we, it, it is just, it, it's a, a thousand percent the right thing to do, but it's also something that has become an expectation. Of millennials in particular. And I know a lot of companies uh, offer to their employees
1: uh, like a community service day, any day. So any day of the year, it's almost, it's not a vacation day, but if you have any uh, foundation work or service work that you want to do as an employee, you can take that day off and go do that yeah, sort of work. That, that's right. No questions asked.
2: And, and I'm fortunate to have uh, spent a number of years at Salesforce, uh, the fastest growing enterprise software company in history. And I've been inclined to think of philanthropy and business and have been fortunate to be part of very enlightened businesses that have had wonderful programs and foundations to express that. Salesforce takes it all another level and is really the example of a company saying, the business of businesses to make the world better. It's a, a, a quote that Salesforce will often use. So in Salesforce, it is 1% of your time is available for uh, your engagement with the community, volunteer hours. That's five days. So five, that's, that's above any other time off that you would have. You have five days to engage with your <clears throat> community in any way that you'd like. Mm-hmm. I, I,
1: it's that's funny uh, math to me. One percent of your time, one percent of your time uh, during the course of the year equals five days. Yeah, that's, that's right. I, I didn't think it'd be that much, but that's great.
2: I mean, the five yeah, days—that's great. It, it's rounded up a little bit, but <laughs> okay. yeah, it, it's it's uh it, it's just it's a, a wonderful program, and, and that's a lot. Five days—that's a lot. You know, we we've uh, adopted public schools, uh, Habitat for Humanity built houses. Uh, whatever might interest a particular employee with his or her own interest or, or community, uh, just that kind of giving back is is incredible. Uh, and again, back to the business, uh, I can recall a Habitat for Humanity house we were building that, you know, as, as companies get bigger, not everyone interacts in the day-to-day job. So here uh, we have teams building a house that didn't normally interact with one another. You know, people meeting each other for the first time in this, you know, big many, many thousand – Employee company, and those relationships help the business. Those connection points uh, come back into the normal daily work. So it's just a very it's a very virtuous cycle. There's so much good that that
1: uh, appears almost as a side effect when you get involved and give back and uh, do charity work. The Habitat for Humanity example. The side effect is that the employees get to interact with each other. Yeah. It's a social. Uh, event as well. Uh, one of the things we talk about is how, um, like I said, we talk to a lot of uh, college students, college organizations, college athletics, and some of these people don't really want to, they feel like they're bragging about their charity work when they post it on their social media accounts or anything. I, I'm always from the school of thought that, that, you know, if that if you feel like you're bragging, go ahead and, and brag. Um, it's not a pat on the back. It's a way to sort of get a compelling notion out to your community through social media that you just did something for Habitat for Humanity. That way your 300 followers or 3,000 followers or 30,000 followers see that and it compels them to go do something good too.
2: You know, there's a way to say, look what happened. Look, a house exists that didn't before and there's a family that will be able to enjoy that who otherwise wouldn't have and make it about that. It's not that, hey, look what I did. But look what happened. So yeah, we can all be modest and still make sure we communicate and share with the world good things that happen. Scott McCorkle is our guest. He's a uh, technology uh,
1: investor, uh, a marketing and business guru uh, with Salesforce, uh, formerly of Exact Target, uh, currently with Fusic uh, Media and High Alpha as well. Uh, I'll put you on the spot right now. Uh, over the course of the last uh, you know three decades of your life, is there a single particular um, community service project that you that stands out in your head. Either you really love doing it, or you love the outcome, or what what it just meant uh, as an event that gives you goosebumps when you think about it.
2: You know, there are several. I'm going to pick one that just came to mind first. Uh, but there are so so many. You know, working in inner city public schools, I just have been impressed time and again by the energy and. Uh, Dedication of the teachers, uh, and just how good they are, and uh, I, you know, I don't know what I I, I would have expected. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a product of public schools my my whole career, and I, I look back fondly on my uh, the, the teachers I had this mostly through rural America, which has its own struggles, uh, but it's just you know, there's a lot that we all worry about and that we hear. Uh, Not working, but I tell you, those teachers on the ground in these schools are incredible. And and every time I interact with them, I'm, I'm just blown away.
1: They need, uh, they definitely need more funding, more respect, more. Uh, um, more. It's it's really one of the uh, jobs, law enforcement as well, that we need uh, the cream of the crop to get into those fields. So I'm you, know, glad I you mean, highlight it,
2: that. yeah, any business owner or leader listening to this, you know, there's an opportunity to adopt a public school in whatever community you're in, and you know that could be anything from painting walls to doing tutoring, having reading workshops. So you know, go go adopt a public school. What kind of just? Look, I know
1: you got to go, and uh, we're going to wrap this up with a fun question about uh, Scott McCorkle in fifth grade. Let's go back to your fifth grade year. What kind of kid were you?
2: Oh man, I think <laughs> oh, uh, so so you so it, it was uh, you know I'm not sure awkward completely captures it. <laughs> it. You know, I was a late I was a late bloomer, Adam. It it was uh, it, you know it you know I, I I I grew up in rural America. You know the whole county I lived in was you know, 16,000 people, you know, the entire county. So a very small school. You know, I, I had good friends, and, you know, we – it was very agrarian, and we all worked on farms and that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, I, I look back fondly, but uh, – I, th- I think I think awkward might be awkward. A, a good word. What's we well, a great? There. That was a great time to be alive,
1: <laughs> and uh, we appreciate you coming on the show to talk <laughs> about philanthropy and service work and Thank how you. important that is in corporate America. Scott has a hard stop coming up soon, so we'll wrap it up with just some fun questions. You're a tech guy. What's your favorite app on your phone?
2: Yeah, it's you know it's going to be maybe a pedestrian answer here, but I just you know, Google Maps. You know, it's just spectacular. <laughs> um, and you know, you think about where we were before. Uh, GPS and, you know, an app telling you where to go and how to get there. It's just, it's just, it's it's spectacular. Uh, I like Pokemon a little bit too. I think, (laughs) I think the augmented reality, you know, we are early days of augmented reality, but how we interact with our phone, you know, five years from now, we're not even going to recognize as just a digital overlay appears in front of our eyes.
1: Were you wandering through a field with your phone looking for those
2: Pokemon, uh, Gold coins or whatever they were. Yeah, you know, my kids were. (laughs) I think I probably fall into the category of the what that early flash explosion of users that I think has tapered off some. There's still a lot of people (laughs) playing Pokemon out there, but um, yeah, I I I gave it a shot for sure.
1: And then tech wise in your house, what's your favorite uh, technical aspect or feature in your home?
2: Oh boy, let's think about that. Um,
1: Either entertainment and media. Um, oh, we we or... actually, um,
2: you know, just if I can take us back. What I just remembered, I was in Japan the day Pokemon launched in Japan, so um, which I actually launched uh, in well, not Pokemon generally, but you know the the new the uh, the, the app and. Chasing Pokemon and augmented reality stuff. So anyway, that was that was kind of kind of fun. Anyway, um, was it chaos? I mean, it was, were people it was, just yeah, running yeah, around yeah, the Yeah, yeah, right. Streets? It was it was it was <laughs> you know, uh, Japan loves Pokemon, um, <laughs> just g- generally, and so yes, it was it was absolutely pandemonium. Um, okay, so uh, the, you know, um, so I so it, every any 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 light switch in my house can control any outlet. So it's all programmable. So there's not like it's if you like press a button, that button could do anything that you want. So that kind of I kind of like that. Okay,
1: I (laughs) I gotta follow up with this. So any light switch in your house? Let's go to your dining room. There's a light switch. You can, uh, you can control any outlet in the house or the outlets in the dining room from the light switch.
2: Anywhere, anything in the house. From any any switch in the house can control anything in the house. That is awesome. That's so much better That's than cool. Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, Scott, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk to us about marketing and tech and your background. And uh, we uh, encourage our listeners to look you up on LinkedIn. Or, uh, do yeah. you have a website or anything? Uh, you thanks do, for having me. Do you
2: tweet? You know, I do. Uh, S McCorkle on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from folks. And, uh, Adam, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it.
0: Scott McCorkle is our guest, uh, and this is The Adam Rich Show. Get socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social, technically.
1: Our next guest is Haley Goetz. Haley is a Bradley University student with a service sorority, and she is the philanthropy chairperson for the sorority. It is, uh, what is the name of it again?
3: Epsilon Sigma Alpha.
1: Epsilon Sigma Alpha, Haley, how are you? Thank you so much for joining us.
3: I'm good, thanks for having me.
1: So you are, as the philanthropy chairperson, you're the person in charge of raising awareness and raising money within your service sorority. First of all, uh, explain for me and my listeners uh, what a service sorority is. We've heard the term sorority, you know, we can think about uh, a bunch of young ladies on a college campus living in a single dwelling and having uh, maybe um, um, a get-together at a fraternity. That's not what this is. You're, this is a service sorority. Yes.
3: We don't have a house, but we are a group of girls. We have a meeting every other week on Mondays. Um, we actually do do fraternity exchanges. We have date parties. We kind of have a little bit of a social aspect, but we focus mostly on our three philanthropies and doing service and getting you know the community better for that's helping them. Very
1: good. So now you piqued my interest. Uh, There's three, three philanthropies that you're involved with. What are those three?
3: Okay. Our main one is St. Jude. That's who we raise most of our money for, but we also have Easter seals and hope for heroes. So those are our three. And I have chairs under me that are specific to those three. And then we work all year to raise money and awareness for all three.
1: Okay, let's start with St. Jude's. Um, that's a great national f- uh, philanthropy, um, working with sick children and their families who otherwise couldn't afford to get the medical care that they need. Um, is there a single annual event that you do just for St. Jude's?
3: We actually have ESA Heart St. Jude Month, which is the month of February. So m- February, we're just jam-packed doing stuff, everything we can. We do little things. We do big events, all sorts of stuff, and we just, the whole month is full of St. Jude. And there's a fraternity on campus, Delta Upsilon. They are also are um, St. Jude's, so we work with them, and we just get everything together in that month.
1: That must be nice to have uh, another group of guys you can lean on for the mm-hmm. same common goal to help St. Jude's. Uh, you do Easter Seals. Okay, tell us about that.
3: Easter Seals is um, a an organization that is for kids who need their... They're not fully physically developed, so you know we we have a group of girls that go and they do water aqu- aquatics with them, and they you know work their muscles and stuff because they don't otherwise you know they don't have the physical capability to, you know go play a basketball game or something. So
1: wow, that's pretty impressive. Um, um, Haley Getz is our guest, and she's explaining the uh, philanthropy projects that her sorority, her service sorority. Uh, let me see if I can get this right. Epsilon Sigma. Alpha yep. <laughs> is the sorority, uh, service sorority here at Bradley University. And that third sort of project you guys do is for who?
3: Hope for Heroes.
1: Hope so, for Heroes, okay. a military
3: thing? Yep, okay. this one's kind of newer to us, so we're still working on it. We're looking to do a um, kind of like an obstacle course, like a warrior dash with the Marines on, on campus here and raise money and awareness for them. It's for um, heroes that are like hurt, you know, they just... For coming back from battle.
1: So you want to set up one of those obstacle courses with mud and fire, where you have to like you crawl through fire and mud and you know climb rocks, climb a mountain, and and, uh, it's all for charity. So I'd do it if you didn't set me on fire.
3: Well think they're gonna let us (laughs) tear up the quad, but (laughs) if we could.
1: (laughs) Okay, well those are all great projects and great philanthropies. Uh, We love meeting students like you that get involved with their communities. Uh, One of the reasons is because um, a lot of college kids get a bad rap, especially in Greek life, sororities and fraternities. A lot of middle America thinks that you guys are a bunch of partiers and you're not making this planet a better place, but doggone it, Haley Goetz is here to tell you that they are making this planet a better place. So hats off again to your service sorority Epsilon Sigma Alpha <laughs> and can we learn about that uh, sorority online? Do You have a Facebook page or anything?
3: Um, yeah we have a Facebook page. It's Bradley Bradley S- Epsilon Sigma Alpha. I'm, yeah.
1: So through Facebook just search um, Bradley, Bradley Epsilon Sigma, Epsilon Sigma Alpha, Epsilon Sigma Alpha. Mm-hmm. and you'll be able to find uh, these projects that they work with and maybe even say write a message on the wall and say hi to and Haley.
3: you need anybody to come volunteer anywhere, contact us, and we'll send our girls. That's what we do. We send people. <laughs>
1: you are making this planet a better place. Thank you, Haley. Thank you. Continuing now on the campus of Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois, we're joined by a young man. He's the philanthropy chairman of his fraternity, Sigma Nu. This is Sean Nolan. Hi, Sean. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, and we love learning more about philanthropies on college campuses with Sigma News at Bradley University. Uh, what do you guys do to raise money and awareness for charities in and around town, or even uh, nationally for that matter?
4: Uh, basically, we uh, try to raise money any way we can, really. Through uh, We go through uh, certain stores, help us a lot. and. Uh, we, we try to find uh, places that'll sponsor us and things of that nature.
1: So, so is this a uh, an elected position within your chapter house? Uh, you ran to become the philanthropy chairman and uh, your fellow brothers and roommates voted for you to get the position, so they must know you're a man of character. And, uh, and you put your heart and soul into this to help uh, um, kids in the area, I mean, um, um, maybe sick people. Uh, I guess I could go on and on. You tell me, who do you, uh, wh- what kind of groups do you work with and for?
4: Well, we work for the Children's Hospital of Illinois okay. based out here in Peoria, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Every year we do a run, it's from uh, ISU to the Children's Hospital in Peoria. It's about 32 miles, and uh, that's kind of leading up to, we have a philanthropy week and we, that's all leading up to this run, and that's kind of our whole big uh, grand finale, basically.
1: So your, your big project is uh, is a run. It's 32 miles. I mean, that's farther than a marathon. Marathon is 26.2 miles. You yeah. do a 32-mile run. Mm-hmm. Is it uh, teams? Is it we, one yeah, person we, uh, goes 32 miles, or you get 32 people to each run a mile?
4: Uh, well, every year we have one kid that tries to do the whole 32, but, yeah, we – Basically do it in like teams, so okay. we'll do it in shifts, like three or four shifts usually. Okay,
1: and uh, you said that's from ISU. Is that Illinois State University? Yes. Okay, so that's not even your your school. No. I mean, not. so that's that shows me, I mean, that's cool because yeah. uh, you're not afraid to reach out to other campuses to get other schools involved. So from Illinois State University to downtown Peoria, that's 32 miles between the two. And where's Illinois State University?
4: Uh, it's in Normal, Illinois. So it's about uh, twenty minutes driving.
1: Okay, and uh, twenty minutes driving, and it's about six hours running.
4: (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) it's quite the run, yeah.
1: Okay, and so on an annual basis, that's your big uh, grand finale philanthropy. How much money does that event raise? That single event?
4: Uh, Last year we raised over twenty thousand dollars. No kidding. And yeah, and the grand total throughout the year we raised. About twenty thousand.
1: That is fantastic. That is great. I talked to a lot of fraternities that, you know, do projects that'll raise fifteen hundred or maybe three thousand or maybe five. But twenty? That's a that's a congratulations. That's great hard work paying off uh, to benefit the Children's Hospital of Peoria.
4: Yeah. Yes, that's right. Okay,
1: and is there anywhere we where we can uh, learn about this, see this digitally, a Facebook page or anything?
4: Um, well, I'm actually currently working on making a Twitter page and a Facebook page, but we also have a Sigma Nu Twitter page that will post a lot of stuff about that. I'm good friends with the guy that owns it, so.
1: Okay, and that's uh, Sigma Nu Bradley University on Twitter. How would they? What's the app yeah, that? Actually, the
4: handle would be uh, Sigma nu, at Sigma Nu Bradley. S-I-G-M-A-N-U-B-R-A-D-L-Y-L-E-Y.
1: Okay, at Sigma Nu Bradley. uh, Learn more information about that 32-mile run. Uh, And I'm sure for guys like me that just want to give some money, we can donate some money without actually running 32 miles, hopefully.
4: Absolutely. Okay, Good, good, because
1: I'd like to contribute to that and uh, make it uh, maybe $21,000 next year. That's awesome. Sean Nolan, uh, thank you for all you do to make your planet a better place. It inspires us and our listeners to get up off our couch and make this planet a better place. Best of luck to you, sir, and thanks for joining us on the show.
0: Thanks for having me. The Adam Ritz Show. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy.
1: Fayetteville, Arkansas, home to the University of Arkansas, the Razorbacks and we're here with a Razorback now, Cole Anthony. Mr. Anthony, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm honored and proud to be here with you on the University of uh, Arkansas' campus. Um, do you know the history of the Razorback and how long that's been the mascot, by the way? I mean, is this something you have to know to be a student here? I, uh, I don't know that I could tell you the,
5: the year that it kind of happened, but the story behind it was um, Arkansas kind of been a rural state with the, the farming background, and, and it started – Um, probably before the turn of the century, and there were just a bunch of pig farmers at a game one day and (laughs) and started calling – calling or cheering in the stands like they like they called the hogs on their farm, and it, it just kind of stuck.
1: It stuck. Well, I, have you ever uh, worn the, the plastic Razorback hat with the sponge uh, inlay? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I
5: have worn one. Um, when I first decided to come to the University of Arkansas, my family went out and found one as a gift, and so it's I've got it set up in my room oh, yeah. more as a display than, those, than something they those get are, worn.
1: Those are vintage, and I, I when I was a little kid, that's the first exposure i had at the university of arkansas was that razorback hat my aunt my aunt judy had one and i have no idea she went to uh, college in the midwest i have no idea why she had that hat she probably just thought it was cool yeah just like uh, you have it on display so anyway uh there's your setup for the university of arkansas we're here to talk about leadership and philanthropy giving back to your community uh, cole is a member of a fraternity on campus uh, it is kappa alpha correct yes sir you are uh, the president of the chapter at uh, a young age really yeah, that's correct.
5: Um, had the opportunity this year to be elected by uh, the rest of members of my chapter to to serve as president as a sophomore.
1: And uh, so, just a few days ago, a few hours ago, you were a freshman. I mean, how how uh, what were the seniors thinking, electing you? Um, I mean, I, I I guess it's one of the biggest honors that I've
5: seen is that um, when it came time for elections in early November, they thought I was the best person to do it, only having been in the house for. Um, not much more than a year.
1: Well, it's inspiring, and it's a great reminder that uh, you don't have to be a senior, even in uh, outside of the college world uh, in your company. You don't have to be senior executive upper management to be a leader. Uh, if you've been at your job for a year, you can still be a leader. Um, That's a great reminder. So thank you for that, Cole. And uh, moving on now to one of my favorite parts of talking to college guys like you is learning about your philanthropies, a lot of money and uh, awareness uh, on college campuses because you guys are so fun and creative. What do you guys do to raise money or or awareness for who? Yeah. um, So our national
5: philanthropy for KA is the Muscular Dystrophy Association, um, which is one of the premier organizations that it finances, uh, yeah, so Muscular Dystrophy Association finances the research um, and, and patient well-being uh, for those suffering from neuromuscular diseases. Um, here at the University of Arkansas later this spring semester, uh, we have our third annual K. Crawfish boil that we're going to do here on Old Man Lawn. Um, it's a cool tradition to, to get people together, um, hopefully have some music, some good food. Um, to come together to support the, the fight against neuromuscular disease.
1: Okay, and for how much and what do I get in my crawfish boil? Yeah, so if if you'd like to come, we have
5: $5 tickets um, for all-you-can-eat crawfish. Oh, okay. um, and this year we're also we're working on a letter-writing campaign um, that if you want to reach out um, and donate but you can't make it here to Fayetteville, um, we've got a way for you to get involved too. Our goal this year is to raise $16,000, um, which would be the largest single donation to to Muscular Dystrophy, dystrophy Association um, by any K chapter.
1: Oh, that's great! 16 grand—that's a great goal. And uh, I I won't be able to make it probably, but I, I want to get involved with this letter writing thing. Is there is there a um, Facebook page a website where, where we can do that and and then donate uh, off campus? I guess. Yeah, we actually have a,
5: a GoFundMe page um, uh, and a link that that I can give um, send out. We'll put it on on our social media. Um, and hopefully some of the, the Arkansas IFC social media. Um, and, yeah, GoFundMe is just an online page where you can go, um, donate any amount of money um, to the cause. We know that even the littlest amount can go a long way, um, yeah. so everything counts.
1: Okay, well, uh, before I let you go off mic, I'll get that web address, and we'll put the GoFundMe URL on adamrichshow.com so our listeners can go to adamrichshow.com when you go listen to this episode uh this conversation with cole you'll be able to see the link click on it throw some bucks in there if you can't make the crawfish bake Uh, cole anthony is our guest he's the president of ka at the university of arkansas in fayetteville the razorbacks um the ifc you're part of the interfraternity council about 15 chapters on campus what do you guys do as a whole to make this community better yeah, so the big thing,
5: um, we do try to, to work on our unity as as an IFC, and so we, we try really hard to get around to each other's philanthropy events. Um, but then this year, we're also coming together um, as one group, and we're working on a Habitat for Humanity house um, for a family here in Fayetteville that, that could really use the help.
1: That is great. Um, for our listeners, and really I have to admit for me, uh, I've heard Habitat for Humanity a thousand times. What, what exactly, uh, beyond, outside of this general idea I have of guys getting together and building a house for somebody that needs it, is that simply what it is? Um,
5: for the most part, yes. Yeah. So we've, we've worked hard on, on the background side of, of helping to raise the funds for it. Um, and then um, just this fall, we went and, and actually broke ground and are now uh, in the process of, of constructing that house uh, to get it done for a family that, so that, Someday here soon, they can, they can have a place to call their own and, and a roof over their heads.
1: That is great to hear. It's so inspiring for uh, me at my age and this generation that I'm in now to hear that there are guys your age that are giving back to their community. That's inspiring. It makes me want to give back to my community, too. Um, Cole Anthony is our guest, and we thank you for the Arkansas hospitality. Before we let you go, your uh, favorite part of this campus, I guess let's help out their missions for our listeners across the country that maybe don't know anything about Arkansas. What would you tell them to make them want to come to Arkansas? I mean,
5: it's it's kind of the total package. Um, here at the University of Arkansas, we're working really hard to become a top 50 research institution, which means that you're going to come and, and get a great education to to help set you up for, for the great rest of your life. Um, but then you also have, have plenty of the fun side. Um, we're an SEC school, and, and so you know that football and, and sports are big. And then we're right here nestled in the, the heart of the Ozark Mountains that – We're never more than 10 or 15 minutes from uh, someplace to go hike or or just get outdoors and and enjoy this beautiful scenery here in northwest Arkansas.
1: He's Cole Anthony, University of Arkansas. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. This is The Adam Rich Show. I'm uh, thankful and proud to be the host of this public affairs show. And we want to thank our guests from Bradley University and the University of Arkansas and our feature interview today with Scott McCorkle and our topic of the importance of philanthropy
0: in corporate America. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.